But we here to talk about some sex. We're gonna talk about sex, 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 sex. Which is hilarious. I'm going to school tomorrow to talk about sex all weekend. So. Sex. Yes. You're going to so school wait, yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. about you, sex? You, you did say you were out of town this weekend. Is that what it's for, to talk about sex? Yeah, I, I'm enrolled in a uh, master's and PhD program for P, uh, human sexuality. So oh. I literally go to school like I was there two weekends ago now. And we watch porn and draw penises. So oh. I'm having a blast, right? That sounds so much fun. <laughs> like to just watch porn and how do now how do you maintain the arousal in that? Or is it just like we're it's just not it's just, meant for that? So there's no way to kind of get aroused because you're just watching it for the study? Pretty much. So there's a thing in the uh, sex therapy field called the SAR. It's the Sexual Attitudes Reassessment. And a lot of the classes I attend have that built into it where you're supposed to be exposed to evocative, provocative things to be able to assess your attitudes towards it amongst your colleagues and then like process that out versus if I were to sit at home and watch porn, yeah, I might totally miss the part about <laughs> being triggered because I'm over here trying to get busy instead, right? Yeah. So. It's actually, they do it also at conferences and stuff sometimes, too, where you're in a room full of your peers in the sex therapy field. You're watching videos or being exposed to things that, again, may bring out, like, some icks or some yums, and you kind of need to deal with where do you stand with that. So mm. Wow. And mm-hmm. as a sex therapist, how do you feel about porn? I think that it serves a purpose. Yeah. I think that it can be a very useful purpose. I think that given any context, there's good and bad in everything. I do think that there are some things to it that can be very detrimental to people Mm. as well, right? Types of porn, like certain things. Are you recording already? I am. Not necessarily types of porn so much as I'd be more concerned around the studies behind, like, the unrealistic expectations it has started to create, you know? More and more porn shows a very homogenous, like, body type for one, for females, and then a couple years ago, there was a whole documentary around labiaplasty rising as an operation people are electing into. Because what is that? What is that? When they have their labia altered. What is a surgery. labia? You don't know what labia is? Uh-uh. I, I don't think I know either. Do I have one? Uh, yes. You, you, you <laughs> have, do I have a labia? You have four. I oh, have, shit. Do I have four labias? No, men don't have labias. It's oh. the outer lips you, of your vagina. Oh, is that what they're oh, called? The yeah, clear, they just call it lips. Lips. To me, that's what I've always yeah, called them. Yeah, your lips are your labia. You have labia majora, labia minor, right? Oh, wow. Well, on every woman, they look different. Yeah. So with the rise of porn, all those women have very... Barbie doll looking labia. Very put together labia. Yeah. Right. Have some kids. That should have changed real quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the other part of it too. Have some kids or you start watching porn and realize maybe your shit looks a little more human. You're running off and now having labiaplasty where they pretty much perform cosmetic surgery on your labia so it looks more like porn stars. Oh my God. That's right. Does that reduce sensation? It depends on where, because I was just reading. <clears throat> Women's bodies don't have one specific way in which all the nerve endings end up down in their vulva region, right? So even though there's about 800 nerve endings in the clitoris, the way the rest of the nerve endings in the vagina and vulva region are kind of differentiated woman by woman. So some women's labia are way more sensitive to touch and sensation, and some women's aren't. Hmm. Wow. 
Yo, what up world? It's your girl, Kelly Howard, here sharing my personal experiences on how being petty almost ruined my life. Yes, all those petty ways and consuming my precious days just and petty thoughts just, ugh, why he packed like that? Why is she looking at me? Is she? Can you believe she coming on my post saying XYZ? Did what? Just pettiness. Just all consuming. And I know you want to be less petty too. Don't you, mm-hmm, girl? Well, check out these bars. Hey! Be less petty with your time. Okay. Be less petty with your mind. Be less petty with your blame. All that petty shit is love. Hey. Be less petty with your friends. Love first. Make amends. Be less petty with your life. Be less petty with your wife. Okay. Be less petty with your mom. Be less petty with your job. Be less petty. Be less petty. Be less petty, baby. Body aches, migraine, chronic illness, anger pains. All it comes from is being petty. Hey. I'm telling you now, uh-huh. you don't want to do it. Nope. Cause that petty shit will have you in room. Hey. Social media, yep. yep. Be less petty there. Mm-hmm. Cause all them petty comments ain't gonna get you nowhere. You don't even want to be petty. Show don't. I feel it. You just doing it. Cause it's socially acceptable But don't nobody want no more We wanna move on to a new times Where we can love and spit these rhymes Like what? I wanna love everybody But is that even possible? With this pretty behavior I don't know why I start singing It was just in me Now my ears are ringing My ears are Hey, 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 what is up, people? Welcome back to Be Less Petty. This particular season, we are talking about relationships. And in this episode, is all about sex. That's right. I am your host, <laughs> Kelly Howard, and I'm here with my amazing, wonderful co-host. Mike, and I like sex. <laughs> Mike, and he's, he's, this is... Sex anonymous for him, I guess. Now my name is Mike, and I like sex. <laughs> I guess on a flip side Fantastic. of that, my name is Kelly, and I'm I'm struggling with sex a little bit. Um, but that's why we got Karen here because she is a sex therapist, and she's going to help walk us through this. Uh, if we could all welcome Karen Washington, thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. This is so great. Yeah, I'm let's so talk excited. about sex. So we were just talking about labiaplasty. About is that what it's called? Yes, labiaplasty. That is. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could see that people looking at the, and trying to correct themselves to look more like that to, to potentially be more desirable Pretty for their much. mates. But I've I, never judged. I was about to say, that. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I've ever looked at. I mean, I haven't seen a ton, but I, I haven't. I don't think I've ever looked and thought, oh, that's just a nasty looking. I mean, I wouldn't have known maybe I would just say pussy. Nasty right. looking lips. But I would have never. I don't think I've ever judged that. And you know what? I do hear that a lot, but I also do hear that a lot of women especially find their outer vulva area, their vagina, whatever they want to call it. It's technically a vulva. Um, They find it ugly. Oh. They hate looking at it, and then they start looking at porn possibly, or they look at magazines. They see what their spouse, their significant other, their partners are looking at, and they start to compare themselves to it. And they start to get this expectation, well, if my partner looks at that, that must be what they want. 
I should go out and alter my shit to look like that too. But how many men are looking at porn, looking the at labia. the labia? I'm like when I look at porn, I look at booty. I look at the overall body. I, I look at mm-hmm. outfits really. It's like I prefer porn that has more clothes on it versus like just pure naked porn. Interesting. Yeah, he's yeah. he's always been I'm that a, type. I'm, yeah, very I'm visual, like, yeah. which is where we kind of run into to issues well that's not the only place we run into issues at when it comes to sex but if i gotta get dressed up you know what i mean if i gotta put on this whole show i'd be like oh that's so exhausting you know (laughs) like in my mind i'm just like fuck i gotta wear what boots like my knee hurt nigga i'm not trying to put on my damn boots like it's literally like that every time and i'll think about it i'll be like oh i should go and like try to get freaky, and then I'd be like, "But I don't feel like changing out of these jogging pants to do that, you know." And her jogging pants uh, are the ugliest things in the they're world. <laughs> <laughs> but his mom just said, "You know what? This is probably a t- this is actually probably a, a a clear indication that I probably shouldn't love him so much." But his mom said to me yesterday, "Like, oh, those look comfortable." I like those. And oh. they were like my worst jogging pants ever. Oh. And they are comfortable. Sure. But they are brown and ugly. Right. They're not in, they're not saying and that's come when fuck me at it's, all. It's one of those it's that outfit that she wears where I know once those go on, like I ain't gonna know ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's the no ass outfit. <laughs> that is absolutely and I'm, I mean the good thing is I, I'm not even aroused. <laughs> <laughs> so we we ain't tripping. It's, right, it's mutual. Right. right. No. And I know a lot of women have clothes like that. Yes. The problem is when that's all you ever wear, though. It is. It, yeah. You know. I do wear them nightly, but it's not on purpose. It's just because they're the most no, it's on comfortable. No, it's just they're underneath them is a thong all the time. So why don't you take the pants off and let them see the thong? Because it's cold in the bedroom. So I wear those. I oh. wear those to bed. Sure. Like I wear them to sleep. Okay. So. Okay. I mean, you could put them on afterwards. You know, see, you're a sex therapist, so this is just how you think, okay? So, well, over here on my every, end, for every impediment that a client brings to me, there is typically a way to problem solve it, right? And it's not just about like what you're doing for him. It's more I look at it as what are we both doing to either collaborate on co-creating the event or not co-creating the event, essentially yeah. at any given time, right? Knowing that you have a partner that likes partially clothed, but certain types of clothing, that means that you know also you could do those things as signifiers that I'm available, I'm interested, or I could be interested if you come over here and do certain things, and here's my green light for you. Mm. And I've gotten more mindful about that. Like the other day, I had a show where I had to play Nicki Minaj. Mm -hmm. So I had on like these fishnets and these little shorts and this this push-up bustier leather. And before I left... He was like, "Oh, I made it very clear." He was like, "Oh, <laughs> right. When you come home tonight, right? That and, and the thing is, though, is that morning. So he came creeping in, right? And I've sure. been trying to do better with, with not saying no. Yeah. And so he came creeping in, and I'm sleep. Mm-hmm. I hate to be. I hate to be woken up, right? Of course. And so I'm not one of those type of people where if you start feeling on me in my sleep, I'm gonna be like the movies where it's like, ooh, <laughs> uh, and start moaning. Into it. <laughs> if anything, I'm be like, dude, what the fuck? I'm sleep. Don't right. you see I'm sleep? Like I get right. irritated real quick. Sure. And so it was a lot going through the processes of my mind that morning. And mm-hmm. he's feeling on me and he's touching my nipples and I was fighting it so much mentally. And I was like, Kelly. Just lean into it. And so I just rolled over and was like, I just rolled over and pulled off my pants. Like, if you want it, this is how you getting it, right? Okay. I'm not participating that much. I'm just going to let you have it, right? I, and I didn't okay. need her to. I, 
And he, he complied. So <laughs> sure. it was cool. Now, sure. that was that morning. Yeah. So then, and we already don't have a lot of sex, right? Yeah. So that was that morning. So in my mind, I'm like, cool, I'm good for the week, right? Because <laughs> that's how I look. The month, okay. maybe. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So, so I'm definitely signing up for your services. Uh, so that happened. And then I, I put on this outfit because I got the Nicki Minaj, sure. you know, thing, comedy show that yeah. night. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting some ass when you get back. And I'm like. No, I paid for that already. I already put in my, my, my bid for the day, right? And I'm okay. thinking in my mind. But on the way there and on the way back, I'm like, I know this is, like, his thing. Like, he mm-hmm. likes for me to look a certain way. And so I, like, prepared myself mm-hmm. driving home that this is something that I'm going to have to do when I get in here. I was right. like, now, what, well, I'm going to say this. I was like, he's going to be asleep. But when I saw that he wasn't asleep, he was like a little kid on Christmas. Like, he waited <laughs> up for yes. you like you yes. Santa. yes. When I yep. tell you that he goes to bed at like ten o'clock, ten thirty, yeah. it was like one a.m. He and he waited. was up. He was like watching a movie. Like, yeah, what up? Oh, you here? Cool, cool. You ain't buying your way out <laughs> right. this movie off. <laughs> movie off. He turned yeah. the TV off like as soon as I walked in. Like, yeah. welcome home, babe. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I was like, he is anticipating this way too much. I have to lean into it. Like, I would be so <laughs> shitty of a person to be like, nah. Let me get them brown jogging pants. <laughs> So I leaned into it, and it was a two in a day. And I actually felt pretty good about my damn self. And because I felt pretty good as well. I bet. <laughs> I bet you both did. I mean, so the therapist in me <laughs> wants to say so many things. Like, Please do. We need this. Please do. So part of it is, like, why do you feel like it's an obligation and not that it's something that you can have fun with? Is that directed towards me? Yes. <laughs> like, that's why I'm staring have, right at I you. I have fun with it. <laughs> well, yeah, we clearly knew he waited <laughs> up he for waited his up. shit. Like so, <laughs> dude's cool over here. But why Why was it in your head, like, damn, I'm going to have to go home and do this? You know what? I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever looked at sex any other way okay. in any relationship. I don't okay. think I've ever seen it to be a fun, playful thing. And I don't okay. know if that's... Um, Related to being molested at a young age, probably, or just not really being able to explore my sexuality throughout my like teenage years. I was also mm-hmm. with a very, um, the, the, the kind of parents that don't discuss that kind of stuff. It's just mm-hmm. like you shouldn't be doing this. It's mm-hmm. more of like a don't do this, right? You know. And my mom uh, also was like the kind of woman that would say things like, "Don't put your mouth on it," you know, like oh, she. Was, and I'm pretty sure she gotta be sucking dick now. I'm, <laughs> I hope she don't listen to this, but I feel like she has to be. She's in a committed relationship oh, now. Oh no, 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 like no! She's no. a full ass adult. I'm like, you have to be. Let me let me share a little something with you real quick about that one. I don't know how old I'm your sorry, mother mom, is. I hope you that wasn't a disrespectful but comment. But my mother who just turned 68 this month, by the way, has made it avowedly clear that she can get whatever the fuck she wants, including head, and she ain't never sucked dick in her entire marriage of 44 years. She's oh, never wow. sucked dick. No. So clearly your father has got went out and got his dick sucked a few no. times. No. No. So he's just been dry, just dealing with I it. I mean, they have sex like rabbits. He just gets no head. Head, so... <sighs> That has to be I depressing, though, in so many ways. I'm just thinking because that's that one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite. If I'm gonna do anything, that's mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite things to do. Right, and, and I love it. Like that. <laughs> Again, of course you do. <laughs> that is probably my favorite thing to get. That is my. So, you, what you're trying to say? I got basic pussy? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that I'm, 
<laughs> why you, you just open a floodgate? No, I didn't. That's just what I prefer. Why? Because you give good head. You give good head. Thank you. That was... You do. You give great head. Okay. I don't know how much I want my listeners to know about me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. No. So, I feel like I've just never leaned into it. I didn't have parents that uh, that encouraged it. Yeah. Yeah. um, I, like, I even started masturbating, like, late in life. Probably not masturbating, like, the the hump on your hand masturbating like that was at a young age but it's like vibrators Mm -hmm. and things like that and just being able to explore myself sexually like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm not really comfortable with that fully Mm -hmm. just anything really it's like i'm so basic when it comes to sex that i guess it's just a fear i mean if i'm being honest it's almost a fear so with a marriage Mm -hmm. it is an obligation because it's like well you you have to please him you know, and so I feel in a lot of ways that's why I do it because I'm like I don't want him to not be pleased. So sexually. okay, I get all of that, and that makes a lot of sense. And you you got some work to do on that mindset I do. and the things that inform that, right? And I promise you, that's way more than you have time for tonight. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but no, there there are things there that you mentioned that are completely valid. That if you were a client, I'm spending a lot of time working on what formulated that and helping you heal that so that you even feel like the one line I give a lot of women in, and I give it to men too, depending on the situation, is if you don't feel like you have the freedom to say no to a thing, like the actual genuine freedom to say no to a thing, then you also do not have the ability to actually say yes to a thing. Hmm. Yeah. And Almost as if that thing controls you. Kind of. Right. And so you're not saying that you necessarily feel controlled by your marriage, but the way you fra- you conceptualize or phrase that I have to do this because I'm married, like you're not able to derive any pleasure from it then because all you ever feel is like if I don't do this, what? Yeah. Right. Right. It's well, not what? a choice anymore. It's it's just an obligation and it doesn't feel kind of like, you know, when we talk about um, <clears throat> not to bring up our daughter in a sex conversation, but <laughs> but, you know, when we say, hey, you should, you know, do this or do the dishes this way. right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's always a rebellion there because it's like she feels like she has to, but mm-hmm. she likes to do it on her own terms. Mm hmm. And so yeah. it's, it's kind she'll of she'll sit them on like because we have a thing where you do your own dishes mm-hmm. and she'll come and sit them next to the sink and she won't do them right away and then it becomes like a day or a day later and I'm like mm-hmm. bro do your dishes and she's like I was gonna do them but that's just she's always had that personality of mm-hmm. like when I'm ready to do what I'm ready to do it'll get done don't right. worry right. about it you right. know and so yeah it's 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 a struggle for me like and and I'll. And the crazy thing is I actually was waiting to talk to you about this. I knew you were oh. coming on because I had a situation, what was it, about a week ago, where I came up with the bath towel on. Oh, yeah. So about a week ago, I came upstairs, I had the bath towel on, I had just got out, and I was feeling, like, super clean and just ready to, like, explore. Sure. And so I walked over and I kissed him on the back of his neck. And I, I call myself being sexually forward, which is yeah. not something I do. I'm not even, like, affectionate in so many ways. So okay. I call myself being that way. And then I'm, like, playing with the towel and I'm opening it up and I'm, like, showing him a little boob. Mm-hmm. Just being flirtatious. Mm-hmm. But not really. Not sh- not saying let's fuck or I let's do anything. I didn't catch it. He didn't catch it at all. And he didn't catch it at all. And so... I went downstairs and I kind of had this moment. It wasn't a, a, a feeling of rejection. It was more 
a feeling of disappointment on my end because I, I literally just could not initiate it. I could not say, let's have sex. Like I okay. could not, I could have done things like grab, you know, grabbed his dick or sure. felt on his butt or made it just much more obvious that that's what I was there to do. Mm-hmm. But I, in my mind, it was so, it was like a battlefield going on where yeah. it was like one part of me was like, just do it. And the other part was like, but why? And what are you trying to prove? And what do you, you know, it was just so many different thoughts mm-hmm. going through my head. And I was like, oh my God, this is a real issue. Like for mm-hmm. me not to be able to initiate is something going on deeper. <coughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, Part of that, I think, like you said, it comes from, you know, the biggest thing about being molested, being sexually assaulted, being raped, like I have seen, I mean, one in four women experience it at some point in their life. So it's not like any of my women have come to me and not been there. Um, They were robbed of a choice, right? And they never truly ever got the experience of having that decision be theirs initially to begin with then. Mm. Yeah. And that formulates a lot then going forward in terms of, well, I never really had the choice. And society then reinforces that over and over again. You're married. You have to have sex, which you won't do. Somebody else does do all of those things. Yeah. We live in a society that promotes a ton of choice and available options all the fucking time. There's a lot of pressure to be sexually performative and then highly sexually performative at all times. Yeah. And that doesn't make it easy when you already come to the playing field feeling a struggle, right? And then there's all those things on either side screaming at each other. Right. So I can't imagine how hard it must be even in that moment for you to have done what you did. And of course then you felt disappointed and maybe a little bit rejected, although not in a way that's like you would necessarily associate with typical rejection. Yeah. And because I came to him and I told him about it. Mm-hmm. I, I like was like, yo, I, I don't know if you noticed, but I tried to be this way. And he was like, oh, no, that definitely blew right past me. <laughs> and <laughs> Because was, he's also not looking for it from yeah, you. Yeah, very true. And I was like, um, but that was on me. And he was confused a little bit on how, that was on me, but I'm like, because there were so many things that I could have done mm-hmm. to make it clear that this is what I'm trying to do, and I didn't, and I knew that I wasn't doing them. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. I knew it in the moment that I was being mm-hmm. difficult in terms of initiating, and it, it, it's crazy because no matter how much I tried to tell myself that it was okay to do, mm-hmm. I just couldn't pull the plug. But, you know, for you to have even taken that step, like if he were aware in the future that you might try something like that again... You know, and not necessarily saying when, but just like, so this is what I'm comfortable with. Like, I'm okay walking up in a towel and maybe playing a little peekaboo with you. Yeah. If he knows to look out for that now, it might register again where he can help you take those next steps or he can make it for you until you get comfortable enough to start making more on your own. Yeah. Hmm. Now, so for, for women like me, right, that have issues with, or does, or just they, they're so into the monotony of the marriage, right? Where it's just mm-hmm. so much like, and they just don't, they don't even think about it or they don't even put forth the effort to concern themselves with it. It's like, how do we break that cycle and start being more playful and more, and, and have more opportunities with our mates so mm-hmm. that, you know, it isn't a failed part of the, re- the marriage? 
So that's also a very like multi-layered answer. Um, part of it is, do you even create the time and space for it to exist? Because most people, once they get married and they stop dating each other, right, they fall into that comfort of we are used to each other and we cohabitate now. It's usually after about the first six months to two years of the relationship when you settle in and get comfy. Um, like your brown jogging pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> once that happens, you know, people kind of quit trying. They get a little lazy. And so they quit making that effort. Like w- before you lived with your partner, when it was still early, you made all that effort. You got dolled up. You shaved your legs. Mm-hmm. You put on makeup. You made sure that everybody knew your ass was busy, so don't bother me. I'm going to see my boo tonight. I'm not picking up the phone until the water runs out of the tap on Monday, right? We stop doing that. We move in with somebody, we start taking the ass for granted. It's natural, and it's not all bad because there is something to be said about the level of comfort and intimacy that comes with long-term relationships, but it also creates a complacency. I don't have to try anymore. I'll get to you next time. You'll mm-hmm. be there. And so part of it is, are we actively, collaboratively making space and time in our relationship throughout the week, throughout the month, to connect with each other as partners like we used to, regardless of the pressure of jobs and kids and elderly parents and whatever, so that any kind of intimacy, physical or otherwise, can exist and we can share in it. Right. So that's number one. And then number two, I talk to couples a lot about how, when was the last time you tried something new? And it doesn't have to be any kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey plant in a red room in your house. If that's your bag, cool. But I'm guessing you probably don't need my help then with this part, right? right? But most people, it's like even when was the last time you tried a new position? When was the last time maybe you bought a toy to bed and see what could happen? When was the last time maybe, you know, if you've never watched porn together, you watch porn together and and you both choose the thing. When was the last time you stripped tease or he stripped teased or gosh, every time he gets in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> well then yay you. He just dancing around the house. <laughs> look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> go, go get your ass in the shower. That's awesome. <laughs> then you you want up on a lot. <laughs> you want up on a lot. Cause you know, I had this whole thing about like you were talking about putting on the outfit and stuff earlier, and it's like, you know, dudes got it a little easy. They ain't got no, got to oh, get no God. damn lingerie. Yeah. You, I mean, unless you some Magic Mike shit, like, you really <laughs> aren't expected to put on the mm-hmm. performance piece like yeah. that. But, um... And with us, I don't think I was ever, I've ever been one of those kind of women that lost touch as far as, like, oh, I don't dress up anymore. Because when we met, we <clears> didn't <throat> meet under those circumstances. Right. So I didn't, I was never, like... Huge into makeup and huge into sexy wear and stuff like that's not true. Like I don't think I don't think no because when I went with you to your shows, you were always dressed up, and you dressed very sexy to your shows. All right, well, fuck that point. So oh. uh, <laughs> I'm gonna move on from that point. Then. <laughs> I don't. Remember. He's like, no, I remember. But he's like, I remember. Well, I remember very well. Exactly. So how do you? How do women or just anybody that deals with that that issue of like? Because, see, my thing is, like, I'll have the intention, right? Mm -hmm. The intention will be there. It'll be clear. I will buy certain outfits. Mm -hmm. I'll do certain things where Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this is going to be, 
this is what I'm doing. This right. is going to be the plan. Right. And then the smallest thing, like I can come in the house and he left up. an avocado on a damn thing that's going brown. And I'm like, the fuck? Nobody cares about this house. And now it's like. But why was that avocado so damn important? It, it, but that's the thing. Like, it, it is. Like, it, but it's, why? The avocado isn't the important. It's the lack of cleanliness that bothers me. And so trying to. to, to is it really the lack of cleanliness? Or is it me avoiding possibly both? I mean, I, I've worked with people before. Like I said, they, some people can come up with a ton of excuses that are valid in some capacity because there's meaning attached to it. So I understand it's not actually about the avocado. You feel in some capacity that that avocado represents something larger. So it would be about what that meaning is to you. Can it be addressed in a way that the avocado stops being a problem at the same time? Can you maybe get to a point where, you know what, the avocado's already going brown. I'm going to go upstairs and do what I want to do, and I'll throw the fucking thing out in the morning. And, and it's not even my avocado. <laughs> he just had to make sure it's that one, point it's was one made. of my daughter's avocados this particular situation is not his avocado but it's usually his fucking avocado okay 99.9% of the time it's his avocado okay it just happened to be yesterday where he was like who left this avocado out so he had the right to say it but sure normally sure. it's his fucking avocado um but, but you, I feel what you're saying just learning to like an acceptance of this is what it is Sometimes it's about, like, I, I was just talking to a couple earlier today about, you know, there's priorities. Life is not going to stop happening. Your house is not going to You have two small children at home, right? No, no they ain't small. So oh. 18, they're both graduating this year. Oh, shit. Only way to, which is why I'm also, like, in my mind, I'm like, why I, is there an avocado out there? <laughs> right? Because well, they're teenagers. They're teenagers. Uh, why is a lot of shit that's out That's why. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But as far as, um, wanting to explore this side of well for one I'm, I'm approaching 40 which is like um even though i'm a few years away i'm approaching 40 and it's i'm at that point where i want to explore my sexuality i want to know mm -hmm. what is it that i like what is it that i want mm -hmm. what is it that i'm comfortable with mm -hmm. um how far am i willing to go you know mm -hmm. you look at stuff like 50 shades of gray and it is exciting and interesting and like oh it's meant to be you know that that looks like that could be fun but then right. In the and then another part of my head is like no it looks exhausting you know or it looks <laughs> it looks like it takes a lot of work it looks like it, it does you know and and then I have that that counter mm -hmm. part of me that's it's just I don't I just need to get I don't know I just need to get in tuned with my body and what I because it's even certain things like you know mm -hmm. I love um, being eaten out you know yeah. but if you get too close to my butt area I'm I'm like I'm I'm like don't Get, get up out of there. That's weird. Get, get away from oh, so it. Like, man, I hate it every time. And, but I, I didn't just, know that. I tolerate it, though. I just be like. She's never told me Why that. did you never tell this man that just you don't like your butt being licked? Because he just, I mean, he. No, do, I don't. I think you might like it. So I don't. It's not. I don't know if. I think the, the reason I've never said it is because I don't know if I like it or if I don't. I don't. It's just I mean, uncomfortable. You're going to be uncomfortable no matter what. To start that it's conversation, right? <laughs> you it's, gonna be uncomfortable no matter what. It's uh, yeah, and it's just weird for me to be able to even. But you can lean into it possibly to see if you like it. The thing, so I would start with what I was going to say earlier too is prioritize, conquer, and divide. How much of that shit actually needs to happen versus what can you 
you know what, that that can wait or it's always going to be that way. So I'm going to quit fussing about it and using it as a reason why I'm not getting to things, right? And then from there, as much as carving out space for the two of you, maybe you could carve out a little space for yourself. Like, do you look at your own genitals? Uh, I look at my breasts a lot. Do you ever look at your vulva? Not like open, spread open, eagle style looking in the mirror. How, do you, Why how, not? how does she do that? Like just like a mirror? Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, like, glance at it, but I don't, like... Why not? I don't, like, look at it. I don't know. I ain't never had a reason to. Okay, but you don't have a reason not to either, do you? This is very true. <laughs> I, just, I, just, so I mean, it's that? your body part. Like, you could at least know what it looks like. Yeah. If for no just... other reason than the scientific one of, like, in case it changes. Yeah. You knew if it was supposed to look that way or not, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever touch yourself? Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Be Less Petty. This particular episode is about relationships and sex in relationships with Karen Washington. We are going to cut it here, and part two is up and available for your listening pleasure right now. A very special thank you to Lisa Beasley, our producer with She Funny, as well as Teresa Stewart. Her company is Colored. She's responsible for all of our new branding and design and cards against humanity for this donated studio space.